In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast luchador is Travis Ratz. He's see, see, so, so thrown see. off, you I couldn't do. even say your and name. And you usually give me a, a moment to say my name, and I said I had to think about it. You were thrown off. You thinking. were thrown off. Uh, so, today, uh, Comic Exposure is a podcast where we uh, go ahead and we talk about graphic novels and uh, trades. And today we are going to talk about witches, is the book we're going to talk about today. But first, our guest... How do you know she's a witch? <laughs> well, she turned me into a newt. That's how I know. That's how I know she's a witch. <laughs> our guest today is uh, Eric Eilertson, is our guest today. Eric, go ahead and say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. All right. Eric is our guest. Eric is a, is a friend of mine, uh, a, a nerd, I can tell by the shirt you have on today. Which is a uh, a Ghostbusters? Oh, that shirt. is a sick yes. shirt. Yeah, it's a very lovely Stay Puff Marshmallow Man yes. Ghostbusters shirt. Uh, Eric, here's what we do on this show: uh, we talk about comic books and graphic novels, but this is comic exposure. So Travis has a question for you. Yes, I and before I do that, yeah. I'm thinking about changing the name of this to um, Image Exposure. <laughs> two guys sit around and read, read image, image number one. Yeah. That's all we read. Yeah, yeah. We, we spend ten dollars a week. We get a new image volume number one, and then we just cruise through it. And the best part is, we'll never run out of comics. We'll never run out. We'll of never comics. run out of comics. They will print everything. I think. Yes, I think- they will. I mean, every every week there's a new nine ninety nine to spend my money on. Yeah, there is. There <sighs> is. Where were you when I was fifteen? Image? <laughs> So, Eric, the question we always ask, um, you've, you said before this, you said I've listened to a few episodes, so you know what's coming. What was your first exposure to comics? Well, I, it follows actually kind of what a lot of your guests were. I picked up a, an image, uh, mm-hmm. Spawn, number one. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I That's was uh, to my heart. Thank yeah, I, uh, I almost brought it in because I actually had it signed years later oh. uh, by Todd McFarlane, of course. Oh, I thought you were going to say like, Lucille Ball. Like, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Great. Like, I just want to get things signed <laughs> by people. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, oh yeah, I have, uh, you know, I have a signed uh, uh, St. Louis uh, Cardinals baseball from back in the day. Who signed it? Ralph Macchio. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> just get people to sign weird things. Go to a convention and just have them sign sports equipment. <laughs> I've got a hockey stick signed by Todd McFarlane. <laughs> it works out just fine. Uh, so, so yeah. Spawn number one. Yes. What, where did you find uh, Spawn number one? Okay, so I was in a uh, airport. I was headed someplace, probably Chicago, and there it was. And I was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool looking. Oh, and it's a number one, so you know it'll be worth something oh, someday." Yeah, the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, was the was 90s. it on one of those spinner racks? Yes. Oh man, I miss those. And I picked it up, and I read it on the plane, and I went, wow, this is really good. And then found a comic book store and kind of spent my allowance. Because uh, this was probably it was 90, 92, yeah, 93. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now. yeah, yep. 
And um, it's also, I mean, that's a that's a, that's a really mature comment to get into. So depending on how old you are, this is like, oh my god, that am was, I allowed to read this? That like, was this my is... that was my first book too, yeah, and I'm it? younger than Eric, so yes, I know that are. for me it was like, I can't believe my dad bought this for me. Yeah. I know that he didn't open it up because there's like Satan in the first I, issue. I, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. people, there's there's like people like body parts hanging from chains, yeah. and yeah. even some of the covers, man, it, it was it was pretty brutal. Um, so what? With your first exposure of it, reading Spawn number one, what would what was it now as an adult? As an adult looking back on it, do you think it was the story, or do you think it was the art that really drew you in the most? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the art. Yeah, for Spawn, uh, definitely. for Spawn, yeah. it, it it was so colorful, and I mean you're you before that it was those 80s and 90s yeah. you know and, and they were um, they were always printed on that news like newspaper yeah. yeah and they were fly they were kind of like washed out or you'd always or you get an old one like somebody would buy you know my mom would buy them at a at a garage sale yeah you know for a nickel and they were already all beaten up and you could see and like then, the ink spots yeah and then here you're holding this you know it was a spawn and yeah. it was beautiful and it was shiny the pages are glossy and like I remember, like, if I the thing that I remember about Spawn is like that sort of like neon green that's throughout mm-hmm. everything on it, uh, like like all that glow, that like magical glow of Spawn yeah. was such a different kind of like thing to see in comic books. Well, you do make a good point about that glossy. When people start going those glossy pages, I remember that was really when I started getting into comics and like buying them on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. That made such a difference to me because. As you know, like uh, born 1984, like I hate reading newspapers because I hate the texture okay. of it. Yeah. Like your yep. fingers get dry, and you're like, oh, this is this is old people stuff. But when they got like, those, those glossy pages, yes, the price went up like another dollar fifty, <laughs> but it was totally worth it because everything. Like, you're like, this is sleek, man. This is 90s. Yes, and it, it was nice. I just remember. But here's the thing: I'm reading Why the Last Man right now. So you gave me your stack of Why the Last Man traits, and it's on newsprint. Yeah, and there's something like. There's something old school about, reading, about like how it reading on that. Yeah. So like now it's like a, like I'm like oh that's kind of cool. The yeah. is, it's kind of a throwback. And they can bring the price point down on yeah. those books yeah. because they are printed yeah. on that type of well, they, uh, on the paper. Around that time was when um, like trading cards. You know there was a lot of trading cards yeah. around right. that. Yeah. And they were switching from that like old just cardboard they were cardboard. Yeah. They were just flipping them out and then you get like these foil packs and. You know they got expensive. Yeah, the but, glossy ones. Man, yeah, they look so good. You bring them home and put them in a little, in a little folder, and I don't know what you do with them after that. But you just look like, at there's them. There's my yeah. Barry Sanders. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Look at it. And when you got doubles, you so, put it behind. You're yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Right. That's right. Troy Aikman rookie card. <laughs> uh, all right. So image signed by Burt Backrack. <laughs> that makes no sense. So we're talking witches today in Image Comic, and like Travis said. Uh, this is the summer of us reading a bunch of image stuff. Yeah, like, but they're they're putting out so much good stuff. It's hard not to. I've got like four other books that I want us to read that are all image books that I've either already read, uh, or I'm like, ooh, I really want to read that. And so like, it's it's really tough to not pick an image pick book. an image book. Yeah, I mean, there's and they're they're putting so much out there. They're really saturating the market, which is, I mean, at this point, it's an it's a strategy at this point. Like, there's no mistaken from it. I, I don't think yeah. that this is like, oh, you know, this is our creative endeavor. I think there was there is a um, 
an affront to be like, okay, here, let's try this. What if we just get all the creators we can who want to work with them, let them work on the dream projects, and just put them out? You know, like, well, yeah. there's a little bit of editing. Like, I don't even know how many people will actually look at these books before they're printed <laughs> because there's so many coming out, and Image only has so many editors. Yeah. You know, there's all, there's all, I'm surprised there aren't typos galore in this thing. <laughs> well, the thing, the thing is, like, you've got, because it's a comic book company that puts out, um, and it's just not superhero comics, right? It's not like Marvel or DC where it's just superhero stuff. So, you know, they they can they're able to like hit whatever sort of genre they want and crank out a book for it. You know what right. I mean? So so today we are reading a horror book. And we have we've done I guess you could say two kind of horror books already. Yeah, some some of the some of our, our, our comics have had a horror in them at moments. Yeah. Uh, even like say preacher and yeah. parts of prophet, I think even yeah. uh, and Batman certainly. Uh, well, maybe the second zero year of Batman. Not, yeah, yeah more than the here, first but, one. Um, this is this is unmistakably horror genre. Yeah, um, tied in here and psychological. Th- it's a psychological book as yeah. well. I think um, there will be spoilers in this. This is a book, especially. There's one point in here that uh, we got to talk about, so we're gonna spoil it. So. Uh, I think this is a book that can be read um, even if it is spoiled and still be enjoyed. Um, already, I'm kind of t- tipping my hat to what I thought <laughs> about it. But there is, there are a couple of big spoiler points in there. Yeah. One towards the end, obviously, that's gonna that's gonna really kind of it, it blew my mind. I was thrown <laughs> off by it. So I, if this if that's the case, pause it, read it, come back. All right. So let let's start. Uh, so which is um, you want me to do? Do you want to do a two minute? It's your yeah, turn for the yeah, two minutes. Yeah, okay, out. I can do it. Um, okay. This one's a pretty easy one. Um, so, witches uh, is is from the uh, the mind of Scott Snyder, who you know from Batman Zero Year, Death in the Family. He's the new Batman Fifty Two writer. You also know him from American Vampire. You also know him for his run on Swamp Thing. I mean, he is the it writer of the moment. And he's tie- he he's teamed up with Jacques in this, one of the it artists at the moment. He doesn't produce a lot of stuff, but some of his most famous stuff is Scalped, of course. Uh, he was uh, the artist on The Loser, uh, Losers uh, and a couple other books. He's, he's jumped in and he works a lot with the film industry. Anyways, Rick, Rick Witches opens up and we... Um, um, it follows the Rook family, uh, who is Charlie the father, a young kind, a younger father, his wife, I don't know her name. Lucy. Adam, Lucy. Lucy. And their daughter, who is like a, a tween named Sailor. So we have Lucy, Charlie, and Sailor, the Rooks. They are moving into this town. Um, and before they even move into it, us, the reader, we learn that there is something going on in the woods of this town, something mysterious, something that has to do with magic and nature, and there's a lot of eeriness around this town. So the Rook family moves in. There's a lot of kind of, we can tell that there's a lot of strife in their family. The mother's in a wheelchair at this point. Sailor's having emotional issues because of a girl that she encountered who disappeared in the woods. Sailor's trying to tell her family and friends that it was because of these monsters living in the woods. No one believes her. So Charlie's trying to deal with the emotional issues of her child, trying to keep his family together while moving to a new town. And what we find is, in this new town, Sailor continues to be plagued by these monsters until, and finally, she is kidnapped by these monsters. Charlie must go after to save his daughter, and in doing so, uncovers this underground world of witches. 
Fantastic. Okay. Good, good. I think it was good. I feel, okay. I feel solid. I feel strong. And you still left us lots of plot points to talk about, which which is good. So let's let's dig right into it. My first uh, my first kind of question for you um, is <clears throat> is this how does this compare to other horror you've read? Let's start right there. It's a it's a horror book. So so let let's start right off the bat, um, Eric. Do, how does this compare to other horror books you've read? <laughs> Or what? What have you read in uh, the horror genre? Well, uh, Lock and Key. Okay. Um, Hack Slash could be considered mm-hmm. fun horror. Did you like Lock and Key? I did. I still have the last half of them in single issue. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. That I I kind of got creepy, and I <laughs> I actually like kind of put it off to the side for right. a little bit. I, I read the first volume, and I keep meaning to pick up the second one. Anyways, yeah. continue. Yeah, um, and you just you said you just read um, uh, revival, the Strain, right? Oh no, revival, revival. Yeah, okay. revival. I'm actually currently reading. I'm on like volume four or five. Okay, mm-hmm. it's it's really good. Uh, that's by Tim Seeley. Yeah, um, that's the one where like uh, the dead come back to life, right? Yeah, yeah but, but it's not zombies. Yeah, they're not it's, zombies. It's it's for a, a one moment of time. A bunch of people in this one area come back to life. That's what I wanted. To and write. it's um, <laughs> that's on my list. I just have a good children's book. It's Mommies, really good. Zombie moms. We'll talk about this later. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Are you a fan so, of the horror genre? I am. You, yeah. You, so yeah. Yeah, okay. Which is probably why when when uh, Josh came over one day, he just handed me this and said, "You're going to read this and you're going to be on here." Um, so how does this one compare for you? Uh, it is like it's real horror. Yeah. Um, like shocking moments. Uh, I'm actually really glad you gave me it in book form because I would have gotten it uh, digital. Mm-hmm. And um, so instead of my normal being on a tablet, I sat in the dark um, <laughs> with uh, one of those like uh, Kindle lights oh, nice. strapped to another book behind it. <laughs> And kind of read it almost like I was reading it with a flashlight. Oh man, that makes and it even it creepier. Was, it was awesome. It was an <laughs> awesome experience. Uh, I I'm going to suggest to you, everybody out there, do not read this in the dark. Don't do oh, it. I'm going to do the exact opposite. Oh, read yeah. in the dark oh, yes. with a pen light. Yes. I think it's going to make those inks just pop off the page. Oh, too, that light. Yeah. I made the mistake. <laughs> I made the mistake of reading it. So I, I read it before bed. My wife is sleeping. I'm in bed next to her with like our little tiny like, you know, my side table light on and I'm reading it and I had to finish it. I read it in one sitting because I was creeped out and I didn't want to be creeped out two nights in a row. Right. So I plowed through and I'm like, if I'm going to be freaked out, I'm going to finish the whole thing. Right. And right. then I had to watch an episode of Seinfeld afterwards <laughs> to like, to like I take it away. Too. I had to do it too. I was in my bed reading it with my, my side lamp on. I'm reading it like, I feel like the kid from NeverEnding Story, like in the <laughs> attic. I'm like, I got like a, like a blanket <laughs> over me. I'm like eating a sandwich, but I got to save it for later. Um, and then at the end of it, I had to watch, like, I don't know where I watched, but I remember I couldn't, I'm like, I'm not going to go to sleep right after this. Oh, yeah. That's going to come back in my dreams. It is. So, the oh. question is, what makes this scary? Like, what what kind of scares are we talking about here? Because this, have you ever read um, a comic, a horror genre comic before? I mean, I guess you, Lock yeah. and Key and stuff like that, yeah. but what's this doing differently to make to make it more terrifying, uh, I that's, think? It's such a good... Okay, so uh, unlike you... Uh, okay, so I was going to finish this in one night. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to do it, and then I'm going to skim through it the next night so I don't show up here uh, <laughs> unprepared. But I hit one moment, and I said, oh, 
I gotta go to bed. I wanna <laughs> I wanna savor this, and I want to 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 you know experience it again tomorrow. What yeah. moment was it? Figure it out. Um, it is uh, when he comes home, and he says says something like, "Hey, Lucy, uh, you know, I'm looking oh. for." I'm looking for Sailor, and she says, Sailor who? Ooh, yeah. And I'm like, holy crap, yeah, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, I, you know what's good? You know, um, it, the panel, it's the artwork. Jock's artwork is creepy. It, it was, it, there are some shocking moments throughout this thing, and it it's not just like you turn the page, oh, oh, something jumped out. It's just creepy. Like, where you look at it, you're like, Wait a minute, is that a tree or is that... Oh, that's not a tree. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think one of the big things that makes it a little more... I'm going to compare it to the other book that we read on the show, Lock and Key. Lock and Key is a straight-up white border comic book, right? Right. This 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 bleeds out to the edge. Uh, There's no real... I mean, all the panel borders are black when they're there. It is a... Although there's some bright colors all throughout it, 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 it seems like a much darker book and less um, less format than, than what Lock and Key was. And I, I think the yes. pro- my problem with Lock and Key was things got spoiled because I would be reading here and my eye would mm-hmm. see the panel. Mm-hmm. I'd be reading at the top of the page and my eye would, be, would see the shock at the bottom of the page. And that just doesn't happen in here because everything's so... There's a lot of bleeding into it, and, and the art is kind of, although it's it's realistic, there's sort of an abstract nature to it, so you don't notice what's happening down here because it's not so cut, it's not so cut and dry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so when you're looking up at the top of the page, you don't notice whatever shock is happening later, or if you do, if there's a shock on the page, the whole page is this sort of like creepy design that works you through the big shocking Issue yeah, you're it. right. You're right about that. Yeah, absolutely. So it's you're not the reveals don't happen before they're supposed to because yeah. you have to sink into them. That's a good point. For me, I, I I do think the art is a big part of it, but I think the the I think it's just the story itself. What what Snyder is is dredging up uh, in the reader as far as one of the things things that I find terrifying is when horror and horrible things happen in this with with the safety of the family around. Because yeah. as a child, it was always like, you know, it's one thing if a kid wanders off into the woods or runs away from home, or the kid was being an a-hole, you know, and like he goes <laughs> away, he's lost, right? And then something bad happens to him. It's another when something horrifying happens right underneath the nose of your family, the yeah. people who are supposed to protect you. Yeah. And that eerie feeling, like, there was just, there was no sense of comfort. There was no relief place in this. And sometimes in horror, you, there's always like a, like a safety base. There's like, yeah. okay, we're here, we're safe. And there's no place yeah. safe yeah. in this. Yeah, yeah. Like the whole town is in on it, yep. right? Like that, that comes to the point where at the, near the end, when the whole town shows up their house, and yeah. you're like, holy shit, like this is, yeah. like it's not just a couple people in on this thing. It's like the whole damn town is like, sorry, you're screwed. Yeah, yeah. he does not let you breathe no. for a moment mm-hmm. in here. There's no like, oh, we're getting back to normal. It's it's one creepy thing yeah. next to another, and then when, just when it gets too psychological, and you're like, "Oh, this is getting a little too heavy," they throw in like a badass picture of the witch, like yeah. witches. You know, you're like, "Oh, I'm back to being creeped out <laughs> yeah. again." Um, so so let's let's talk uh, how Snyder opens the book because I think that first section really sets the tone for the rest of the book, um, where, where it starts off with the woman in the tree. 
And you're like, what the hell is going on? Why is there like an eyeball in that tree? And she's like, help, help me. And then it pulls away and like you can see she's inside of it and there's a little boy outside and she knows who the little boy is. And like it ends with like her getting sucked back like she's kind of, you can see her in the tree, but she gets like pulled in in the tree and this, the boy's like, pledged his pledge. Oh, did she get pulled back in? He's got yeah, stoned. He, yeah, he, he puts her back in that yeah, tree. Right. Yeah. He like, hits her back in and yeah. he's like, pledged his pledge. Pledged his pledge. And it's like, <laughs> how yeah. creepy would that be? Yeah. Uh, this did I, get, call, I call this the movie trailer. This did get this picked up. This the opening up. scene by this Brad Pitt's company, up. right? Yeah, uh, yeah, Plan B picked it up. Yeah. And so... Seriously? That's all you need for the trailer. Is just show yes. that whole yes. scene, uh-huh. and it would be perfect. It is. It sets the tone for this book so well. Boom. You, Witches <laughs> with a Y. She had her nose was cut off. Yeah, like on top of that, I'm like, what? Get her out of there! <laughs> and it's again, it's so creepy just being stuck yeah. in that tree. Yeah. Oh. that tree. Those trees are gnarly. Trees are freaky, man. <laughs> and, and I'm afraid to go in the woods now. <laughs> and Eric, did you grew up here, right? You, uh, no, you well, I uh, I grew up in Ohio. When did you move out here? Uh, when I was in fifth grade. So okay, I was about nine, nine. So you had a little, you had a little bit of trees when you were a kid. We <laughs> in the in our backyard, we had uh, woods. Mm-hmm. We had uh, about a mile to the next to where you would come out of the woods. So, yeah, yeah. I played in woods every yeah. every day I could. And like sa- same thing here. I grew up in Michigan, like rural Michigan. We had five acres of trees, and then behind that was like another twenty acres of state land or something like that. So this giant amount of woods behind us, and this brought so much like creepy childhood memory right. back to me. Uh, like my neighbors, uh, like their area had been logged before. And so the area next to them was all replanted trees, but they were planted in perfect rows. And so when you would go into this part of the woods next to their house, it was the most eerie thing ever because the trees were in perfect rows, like a cornfield, but they were super tall trees and it was like old and it was so freaking creepy. And so reading this book just brought me back to like when you would run through the woods as a kid and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to try to scare yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Well, and you hear something and you freak out Mm -hmm. and you run back home. This, the setting for this is perfect. Uh, Snyder keeps a really great pace the whole time through here. Did you read the essay in the back about um, how he came up with the story idea? Yeah, yeah, but the, like that's it's very much like that's why I like it. Maybe that's why so many elements are recognizable in it because it's so much of that playing in the backyard yeah. woods, which is you know where this yeah. idea came from and what's terrifying back there. I mean. Uh, I, I thought it was a really cute essay about how they used to hunt witches. Yeah, like it was it was purposely meant for that. I have a I have a bone to pick with those essays in the back, but we'll talk about that later. I think it was I think the coolest part is he went back there and found like the car that yeah, they used yeah, to yeah. play in. And, like, took the photo of it. Uh, and I had I remember like so I had a friend who had a, a like literally the same sort of thing like a dump way out in their woods, <laughs> and so like there were TVs in it and all this old stuff in there, and like you have no idea why it's there, but as a kid you're like. This is so creepy. And I had friends who had like old houses in the back of their woods and oh, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So like the ruins of old barn houses and stuff. Super, I know, super, <laughs> super creepy stuff. What do you, what do you, what kind of questions do you have for us, Charles? What do you got? Well, um, uh, Eric, since you're um, uh, a horror fan, um, what do you think about the the history their their version of witches in this? This is witches with a Y, of course. Oh. We say the, the title of it. What what's new? And are they different enough to suck you in? Like, it, does he take your idea of the witch and make them different enough, or do you fill in the blanks with what you already know from witches? Oh. Like, does he let you do that, or is he 
No, he he changes he changes it, and I loved the uh, I think it was the cop and the cop saying like all those people who were burned they were either like witch hunters or I think that's what he doesn't he say they were witch hunters they were not the witches, witches yeah the yeah, witches yeah. are these creepy things out in the in the forest. Uh, I really liked that idea. I liked the idea that that possibly all of these people that were burned at the stake were actually the people that were trying to hunt these things down. And you had the creepy old lady yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that yeah. at first oh, you think is bad. Oh, is so gross. <laughs> so oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that was creepy. And that whole uh, incident at the at the uh, at the house. Yeah, what, like that. You could just see that playing out in your head. She's just like calmly comes over there and hangs herself. I mean, yeah. It's oh, I so... know. I know. So what was your favorite uh, new attribute to witches that he puts in witches? What I just is... like the fact that they weren't like on brooms and, and magic and they weren't like, you know, ladies or, you know, cause it's typically ladies and warlocks or, but it was that they were ancient and they were pure evil. They weren't humanoid. They weren't a human human at all. Yeah. Right. They were, completely different species right and yeah. it was really creepy yeah i love the um idea that um uh how they get their powers you know yeah. like it's a it's like something about like making like that sacrifice i always love that we have to sacrifice something and, it's, and then something else comes out it's very like beetlejuice you know he's only they're only gonna bother you if you summon them otherwise everything is fine so i love the idea of the attribute and i love that was kind of a shocker too where I mean, it was a little bit kind of like ex machina, like weird thing where he's like, where she's hanging herself. And he's like, well, I was like bitten by a witch and now I'm depressed and want to kill myself. I'm like, this is an odd. I didn't yeah. know they had these powers. What about you, for you Josh? What I, I, think, I think that was the big thing for me too, is the idea that witches only give you like, they're like genies in a bottle. Yeah. Right? Like you have you to. You better rub them the right way. Yeah, right. You, uh, you, you better. <laughs> Cause I'm a genie and a bot. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have. Um, I actually have a um, a Superman number one signed by Christina Aguilera. So <laughs> That's perfect. I'll pull that out for you next thank time. Thank you. Thank you. So I think that that idea of it that like you have to sacrifice someone to them, and I think the thing that's really creepy that that Scott Snyder does really well is playing out that people are willing, are willing to sacrifice someone close to them, someone that that they love, in order to get what they want. Yeah. And that's like, there's this some real sort of creepy thing about it. And I'm going to agree with Eric. The idea that when I, I had, I went into this blind, I had heard people talk about it, uh, but the internet was really spoiler free on this. All I knew is that there was trees and that was creepy enough for me. Uh, and, and so when I went into it, I was like, well, I, you know, I, I don't, you know, I didn't know anything about it. And to go in and, and uh, see this idea that, you know, these witches aren't witches like you think of witches with the pointy nose and the hat and the broom that they're like these creepy like you said these these non-human things was really kind of the coolest thing about it right and they don't need to even be called this book doesn't yeah. have to be it could have been called like like forest gremlins and it wouldn't have made a difference as far as what it is so i like how he he ties it into makes it more realistic by playing yeah. by just altering a kind of version that we have. Well, like a trope that, you know, like like a, <clears throat> you know, like something that's in our daily idea of what's scary, right? Mm -hmm. And then you turn it on your head and he makes it even scarier, right? He takes an idea, you know, when you're a kid and Halloween, witches are scary, that sort of thing. But then mm -hmm. he takes that and turns it to 11. 
this one goes to 11. <laughs> and and makes it even more, you know, gives it a, a creepier element to it than it had before. Yeah, uh, these make the, these other witches look like milk and toast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would also say to the end, I, I appreciated it because it kind of was bothering me that someone could pledge somebody who they didn't know. Like, yeah. say, uh, a, a schoolmate. Like, yeah. you'd be like, oh, I'm going to just, I don't really like this bully. I'm going to pledge them yeah. so that I can get something. But you, it felt like, no, you have to pledge somebody close to you. Yeah. Right. You have to make a true sacrifice. That's a good point. But now that, you, now that I think about that, how did that bully get pledged then? Because didn't the, didn't the mother pledge that bully girl? Yeah. Fooey. No, yeah. no, you're, you're right. That's what they say. It yeah. has to be close, and that's yeah. what makes it creepy. Well, that's why they didn't like take it. Like they that. still took it, but they didn't. Oh, that's it. it. There you go. They didn't do that's it. That's it. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. That like, makes more sense It now. didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work. Because they were like, oh, this doesn't this isn't taste like love. When the treat. <laughs> when the like tree, don't like. The tree like ate that, that yeah. girl. Oh. Um, so this is really, although Sailor's kind of the the person who gets kidnapped, this is really Charlie's story as we go through it. And Charlie... Um, a spoiler alert right now. What does Charlie have to do at the end? What does he do? Charlie sacrifices himself. Yeah, he sacrifices yeah. himself, right? Yeah. So uh, Charlie sacrifices himself, and this is kind of like the sacrifices of a father, and, and Eric and I are both are both dads, and and so like you can this kind of tugged a little oh, more yeah. at that part, and you're like, Yeah, I would do anything to save my kid, and that sort of thing. And that just was a little like it was like, oh man, like he's given himself up for it. Yeah. And then the fact that like uh, Sailor's mom is the one that was like, oh no, everything will be fine. We'll pledge her. And then I look, I can walk. And you're like, oh my, like this is so we can screwed have up. babies and yeah, yeah. It was so crazy. So I, I crazy. love that he what? went. He went out singing like. Yeah. Not only, you know, he went out cheerful. Like, yeah, um, he's very Bruce Willis diehard. Yeah. yeah. He was like, all right, guys, all right, let's do this. Yeah. Yippee-ki-yay! I, I, I think this is this book is probably the book I've liked the most uh, that we've done on Comic Exposure that I hadn't read before. Um, and one of the reasons is this. I'm a real stickler, as you heard last week, if you li- listened to Alex plus Ada, um, <laughs> on the main characters being very having a lot of depth to them. And one of my issues with Alex plus Ada, I liked it, but I didn't think Alex was around enough. Alex was around enough character. Here you have a character who has so many dimensions to him. Uh, one, we, we see that he had, he, we see him struggle with um, being a father and feeling like he's not, like the shortcomings of it. Yeah. And also feeling, he talks about it, he goes, it's like having your 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 uh, vital organ out and walking around you. So we have that going. But that's just one dimension. Then we have his temper that he's obviously been dealing with as well. We have his dark past where he's been dealing with depression and he feels like maybe he's even passed that on. Yeah. His, well, it's his like, psychotic... You know, his drinking, his and, drinking and that sort of thing. And then and then he we have him wearing this mask of like, we're, it's a new place, we're going to start off well. At the beginning he's playing that game of yeah. like killing, you know, magical monsters. So he's, he's doing that and then... All these things. So there's so many things that are playing on this character that Charlie that he has to put on the back burner for just the survival sake of his child. That it makes him such like this is a hu- this is a human being. This could be any of us in the situation because he's not just struggling with one thing. He's not Alex from Alex Nada who's lonely because his girlfriend dumped him. He is so many things all all in one. And so when these horrible things happen, not only to his family but to him, like you really you really feel for him and it makes his sacrifice in the end so much more 
um, real. Real, because he is a real character. That's what Scott Snyder does so well. He does it with Batman, too. Yeah. He makes Bruce Wayne a multidimensional character, because he makes Bruce Wayne an a-hole sometimes. Yeah. And he also makes him a cocky kid in year zero, and he makes him also very uh, <clears throat> Sherlock Holmes as character. We see the beginnings of that. He's uh, he's one of the best people writing comics. It, it made... When he went down into the hole... Yeah. Like, it may, it, it was realistic, because you, he was going for his daughter. Yeah. And, and you didn't even question it at all, because it was... It would, that would have been hard oh, to yeah. go down there. Yeah. He takes that stink stuff and rubs oh, it yeah. all over oh, himself, yeah. puts it in his mouth. Uh, and, oh, yeah. That's commitment, yeah. dude. I don't yeah. know if I could do that. Yeah, I don't you're, know walking into like... the, the, you're walking into the bowels of hell, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think he does, he does a, a fantastic job of, of making Charlie a character... Who has a big arc in it, and and I'm gonna one of the thing that is not disappointing about this book because this book isn't disappointing. I'm disappointed that there's going to be more. Mm, that was one of my questions. <laughs> I'm disappointed that they're going to continue this on, and it'll probably be good. I will probably like it, but this seemed so beginning, middle, end, so solid, so great that I'm like. Well, anything that comes after it, mm. will it will it taint what I liked so much about about this idea? But but maybe not. But that's kind of where I'm. That's that's the only thing. But um, this Charlie's and so he's got like writer's block, and even the flashbacks to the book he wrote before, and him is a like in the haunted like uh, amusement Circus park or, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even that's creepy, dude. Yeah, like yeah. even the book he wrote sounds like creepy. Yeah. So so like there's all and it's a children's book. You know what? You know what does it for me? What really makes him human and like a guy to want to hang out with is this sweet Ferris wheel tattoo, man. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's such. A, every time I saw him, I'm like, I want to hang out with that dude because who gets a Ferris wheel tattoo? It's awesome. Someone who has to explain to you why they <laughs> have a Ferris wheel <laughs> Ferris wheel tattoo all the time. Um, so I okay, Charlie, we think is a great character. Um, I think everybody else is pretty tertiary, though. There's not a whole lot of... We get some build with Sailor a little bit because we kind of find out, you know, what she's going through. Uh, we don't see a whole lot about her, though. And all we know is that Lucy is terrible. Like, that's... But, but okay, maybe so, not. Should we, should we talk about this moment, then? Yeah. Um, uh, let's talk about the moment. There is This is the big spoiler. Uh, at the end, Lucy, the wife... Who has really been the background of this whole story? She's she's poked her head in and played the concerned mother, yeah, uh, and the worried uh, wife at points, but pretty much to that stock trope character. So we don't really think much about her. It's not really her story. And then we find out, boom, that the reason that these witches uh, have have kidnapped Sailor is because the mother has pledged her daughter, because be, every. When we get into the story, we sense that like a lot of bad things have happened to this family, and so for a fresh start, the mother says, "Pledges the daughter because once you pledge them and they're taken, you forget everything." Yeah. So even though it's a hard sacrifice, and even though she says it was hard for her to make as well, um, the idea is that she could start over. So she thinks she's doing the right thing for by her, letting yeah. them take their daughter. I think, like, I think for her, she's like, well, Sailor's kind of damaged goods. Yeah, and, like, she's there's this broken sort of idea of it, you know what I mean? That, that yeah. she's kind of damaged anyways, and Sailor's the problem that they're having. Everything they could, you know, everything is because of what happened to Sailor. You know, yeah, all the it's, and it's also revealed that in, she didn't hit a deer. Yeah. She hit one of the witches. Yeah. 
and that's what caused her accident. Yeah. Did you see that her. coming? Did you see her being the no. one who pledged? No, not no, at all. I did not. Not at all. Neither. And I hadn't, you know, I was like, I hadn't thought of, I was like, well, who pledged her? I didn't even have a, I didn't have a thought of it. And it didn't even come into me that she'd been pledged. I thought it was more of like... She had like a psychic connection with them just because she was a little bit off in general. Like she was more attuned to those things, I thought. Well, yeah, and I, I thought also like she had witnessed it, right? Like she witnessed the, right. the girl get taken right. and so maybe there was... That's yeah. You know, I thought maybe there was something there and that's why they were after her. You know, because they send the girl back. It's not the girl. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like a version of her. Yeah, yeah. They send that the the girl back to get her, the bully back to get her, and and there's this sort of like oh, that was terrifying right? visual. It was so creepy, and 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 I think for me, I hadn't even thought about her being pledged. Me either. Yeah. Until that until that moment, I was like, oh crap! Oh. Like that's how it happened. Right, because there's so much else going on. There's so many other things to focus on. He's throwing these little tidbits at you that you're like, ooh, I want to follow that. And they're yeah. all great. It's just one of you know, I'm gobbling all these things up. I'm not looking at the the end. And so when that happened, that reveal happened, I was like, no! But in my head, I'm like, yes! Yes! You want to just like, a, a, yeah. I don't know, yeah. applause yeah. for it, yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it was going to go some, like, I thought, oh, the, the wife story will be like volume two. Yeah, because uh, you know, or was, I thought she was actually going to be killed off. I thought, oh, she, was okay. off. I I thought she was a body bag from the beginning. Because um, <laughs> you're like, she's in a wheelchair. Yeah, she's yeah, not going to be able to make it yeah. far when these things chase her. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, no yeah. Um, so you ready to talk art? Yeah, we, let's we, do it. we've hit let's it on it. it. We've hit it on a little bit. Um, Jock's art style. What did you, Eric? What is your overall? What is your thought on his art style? Um, is it what you normally see in comic books or no? Um, and I was going to say that when I, when I usually pick up a book, I'm like pretty much everybody else. I flip through it real fast. And if the art kind of grabs me, then I really hope that the story will too. Yeah. Uh, and you know, the art will only take you so far to, on a bad story. Uh, when that, you know, I flipped through this the first time I thought it looked a little messy, mm -hmm. uh, to be, you know, to oh, be yeah. honest. But once I think I read the first two pages, I was I was hooked. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is like perfect art for what this story is trying to tell. At least for the first couple of panels, of course. And his art really isn't that mess because no. in the back of it, there's some, some just inks of it. And it doesn't look as messy as when he adds... Hollingsworth, all, yeah, yeah, yeah every, Matthew Hollingsworth. Yeah, when, when, uh, when he adds all that stuff on, jo when Jock adds all that stuff on... It just looks gnarly. So he does this. It goes in the. That's a nice thing about trade is there's all this extra stuff in the back, and so it shows you how it goes through. There's like the mm -hmm. process of him putting I the splatter that. on there. I love seeing that. Um, and so essentially, there's this splatter mark everywhere, and that just adds to the kind of textural kind of like creepiness of the whole book. What doesn't look very scary to begin with when he throws all these inks and stuff behind it. It is just like creepy. Um, I had had someone I had talked to was talking to on Twitter, and they're like, "Ah, it kind of threw me off. Like, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like all the splatter stuff on it." And I've had other people that I talked to <clears throat> on Twitter uh, go, "No, man, like that. That made it even creepier. Like mm -hmm. that kind of just gave it another another texture to it. It made it grittier and dirtier, almost. You know what I mean? Like, like there was blood on the pages, almost. Yeah. Um, yep." It, it makes it a un, it makes it a unique artistic article on its own. Yeah, the story itself is I think a, a, um, 
you know, it, it plays off a lot of horror tropes and, you know, he kind of pieces things together from, like, the best things he remembers as a kid and yeah. some, some stories from here and there. But what makes it stand on its own, you pick this off the rack and you look at it, and it's unlike anything with those flatters on there. Yeah. And when you see how he does it, and when then when the colorist, Matthew Hollingsworth, comes in and then then picks the color for those splotches and, and then and the art, I mean, everything just becomes like a feast for the eyes. And I do, I, I will say there are things, uh, images that I think were probably creepier in pencils. And I could, and they were kind of hard to make out with mm-hmm. the colors on them. But those were, but it also made me slow down my reading to really explore it. And then when I was exploring the image, I found myself, especially when we get into the burrow, yeah. and we see there's so much to look at. I'm like, what is that? And you're like, I think it's a skull. And you're like, by spending so much time with that image and looking at the colors, um, you get pulled into it even you. more. Yeah, you're forced to to pace yourself and really think about these images. I, I, I think you're right. I, I think, uh, so it's a really, I mean, he, there's heavy inks on this. So there's a lot of black and black. Purples, purples yeah. and blues too. And the, um, it's light when it needs to be light and it's dark when it needs to be dark and Hollingsworth's colors on it are fantastic. Like this deer page. I couldn't tell what was going on with that deer. I'm like, what's he spitting up? Just, just barfed. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, thought it was, was his bar- tongue. I thought it was his tongue or something yeah. like that, and I couldn't figure it out. Like things like that, I'm like, mm. I'm like, I spent too much time on this page. <laughs> I spent too much time <laughs> looking at this dead deer. Um, I'm like, this could come back. But there, there, but that's like a creepy moment in there, and you're like, why the hell does that happen? But it's just freaking creepy too, right? Like even if for nothing else, that moment is yeah. just creepy as all get out, right? Well, it turns out it's a sign. Yeah, right. But I like it's a sign of the witches, and you're like, well, that's just. That's just gnarly stuff in there. Um, so we all we talked about the splatter stuff. I thought it was kind of interesting. Travis, you liked it. Eric, did you like that splatter stuff that was oh, going yeah. on? I did. I like I said at first, I thought it was messy when I flipped through yeah. it. But as soon as I got into the story, it it really felt like it was part like it needed to be there. Yeah, I, I think like looking at it, explain. I think if you take it away, it wouldn't be. It would miss a really important element. What would that be? What do you think? I don't. I don't. I don't know what it is. There's just. It's like you know when you you look like when you watch like old film reel and there's like scratches in it or like there's like 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 spots in it and stuff like that and that so it just makes it just a little more the tone yeah the tone the of tone. it just a little little creepier. There's like something like um if if you watch like an old black and white fifties school film reel without any sound it'd probably be a little creepy just just by looking at it and, or something even like subtle like a, a Quentin Tarantino movie has a yeah. definite look to the, the grain of the film yeah. and he purposely does it it's almost it's it's become like a it's just like a trademark like almost like you I, I, I want to see more of this yeah you yeah. know but then I don't because I want it to be like, yeah you want to, to be this. like this yeah. only, only to this thing um I think Jock's art is really good Hollingsworth colors are, 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 are really good and I think throughout there's a lot of like pinks and purples used in there um and i think the design of charlie is really good yeah like he, he comes across as um like you, like he at times he's like he's a like hipster dad yeah like you're like oh like this is like the he's a very modern dad yeah like they didn't they didn't fall back to like okay this character's a dad he's hunting witches like your first instinct might be like oh dad this the dads look like this you yeah. know but he's like no like i i'm gonna make him an individual first i'm gonna draw him like an individual and then who happens to be a dad 
Yeah. And I think that that kind of stuck out from the moment. I'm like, oh, this is like a, like a hipster dad coming in here. Well, like his daughter's a little hipster, and you yeah, know. <laughs> it looks like you guys. It looks like you guys. Well, I mean, that's what you got to think about. Like Scott, glasses on. Scott, he's got black T-shirts. <laughs> Scott Snyder is a dad. You know what I mean? So, like, he's the idea is, and, and Jock is a dad. So, like, you yeah. put yourself into your work, uh, and, and so instead of going, what's a typical dad look like? You know, you go ahead and you put yourself in there. Does he have a sweet beard like I have? I don't know, beard? but I'm putting him a split that's... screen with this photo. <laughs> um, but but that's but that's a big thing. I think the characters look real, even though yeah. there's kind of a. I mean, it's a comic book. It's not photorealistic, but there's a good realism. The expressions are good in it. I think overall, it's a it's a really good thing. So, are we ready for uh, favorite panels? Well, we got some time. We got about 15 minutes. Um, a couple of things uh, I want to ask you about. Uh, well, first of all, all right. So they have option for movie. Who plays Charlie? Who would play Charlie? Who would be a good Charlie? Um, oh, Seth man. Rogen. Seth Rogen. <laughs> Seth Rogen could be a good Charlie. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. would be good if he was younger. He's yeah. too old for that yeah, now. When he was young. Um, uh, I think. Yeah, I think Robert Downey Jr. would be good. Uh, but you're right; he's too old at this point. But let, you could do Gosling. We're just, yeah. picking, we're just picking like good looking male no, actors. I, 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 Ryan Gosling, if you, if you made him look a little, a little, a touch older, because the guy has to be able to play mopey as well as like dad believable. Too. Yeah, like he yeah. has to be able to do the, the alcoholic scenes, um, like. Uh, I keep thinking of Johnny Depp in that movie, uh, that window movie, like the um, the open window, Steve, uh, based off that Stephen King book where he's a writer living in a cabin. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah that was a good one. I want, I'm interested to see. I hope they. I hope it comes out quick. I hope they option it. I know. Make it. <laughs> um, it's. It, I think. I think this is perfect movie fodder. Do you think they'll yes. wait for the next? trade to come out to see if they can serialize it to see if this is going to be a one-off movie or do we need to plant the seeds well, with our actors and our contracts what to make you, sure we get like at least a three-picture deal. What do you rate this film? What rating would you give it? Oh, you, you got to go R on. Well, you you could do PG. I think you, but if you're gonna I don't do, think now with the underlying tone yeah. of, of 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 that family dysfunction. And also, there's a pretty almost rape scene in there between two teenage girls. Yeah, yeah. I see you <laughs> that you, you're right. Oh you're right. You do it you do it R, but then I think like do you can't it's really hard to do like a multi film like an R rated like Kill Bills and stuff are. Yeah, yeah. All the horror movies the yeah, Saws. All the horror movies. Yeah, yeah. but I, but this doesn't read like Saw reads to me, you know what I mean? Like Well, I think where they're going, have you heard where they're going with this? Mm-hmm. What's next? No. So, um Sailor he goes and finds the that family of witch hunters, the iron. but she it's all going to be in the southwest. So the whole next series is in the south uh west desert. And like witches, he Our goes cactuses? He, Yeah, he was talking about um in the um he goes, I've been talking about this for months. And he goes, I said, we're going to be in the Southwest. We're going to be in the desert. And these are going to be sand witches. And he goes, he didn't, like, he was talking about it for months before he realized he kept saying sand witches. <laughs> and then he had to change it to desert witches because like, he was like, so people always laugh. He'd be like, sandwiches. He goes, yeah, sandwiches. <laughs> Delicious. So I guess it's going to be her. And my mm. thing is, can you keep this same tone when it, when we change to witch hunters? And I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I like think a you, Monster Squad movie. Yeah. You, know? you change. You change the tone of it for sure. <clears throat> I think what makes this work is the idea. It's really the story of what a father would do 
to yeah. save their daughter. It's kind of the, it's like it's this giant allegory. And I, there was a, a quote I read from Snyder where he was talking about the idea of it came out of like all the stuff in the world that scares the crap out of you that could happen to your kids, like being a dad. And so that idea really resonates throughout all of this is like what could happen to your child? And, and so I wonder where it goes when you change it to being the focus is on the child. It definitely becomes more of like a teen movie. Like the teens can buy into it, like that. That's why I'm worried about franchising it because it's gonna be a whole different audience for the second one. Yeah. Unless you keep the dad alive, which Hollywood could do, I guess. Yeah, you know. loses its punch though. Yeah. I well, I th- yeah, I think you really change. You're gonna really change up the idea of it unless it becomes like uh, her. You, you could skip, and she's not a teenager anymore. She's older, right? So who knows when? Mm-hmm. What the time frame for seven yeah. is? So it could be like, you know. 10 years from now or whatever it is and so I mean she's still young but it could be about like you you could change the option from being about like a father's sacrifice to be about like uh, a child trying to live up to what their parents did for them you need more sailor in it yeah you need more sailor in it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, going back to the mom yeah I mean when when I finished it I thought well you know she was bad but if you think about it she was so scared of the witches. Like, it was that it, it it broke the bond between a mother and daughter in that she was willing to sacrifice her because she felt that they owed the witches. Um, I know, dude. Of, I still think the mom's bad. I, th- I, I think she is, yes. But, uh, no, but I understand But think about saying, how yeah. scared she was that she... It, you, you, I mean, you have to... Th- that's what kind of the way I kind of read it was... She she was so scared of them, she was willing to do this. Yeah, yeah. And then she, she very tried pragmatic to, about it. Well, then know, the she started thing, to yeah. try to make uh, excuses for it. Well, right. look, I can walk now, and we can have babies, and we'll forget. And most and importantly, we'll forget. We'll forget. We'll yeah. forget. I just remember that we're going to forget. Right. Um, it, it's it's. I would hope in the movie they would give her more of a, a little, of an arc. I don't, but I, I think that that's what makes it so shocking is that she's kind of it's out of left field. You're like, oh, that's the mom who cares, and what what could she do? You know, she seems like, and all of a sudden you're like, it's her fault. Like, which is a great segue into favorite panels because that's yes. what I put for my favorite panel. Um, there's so much to choose from in here, and so I, I love all the art, and there's a bunch of great like splash pages so i went with okay all the art's good i'm gonna go with uh the moment where i turned the page and i was like you this is a great story and that's the reveal when the mother just slaps cracks excuse me i spit on josh a little bit cracks um sailor across the face and you because you're i still didn't get it i still didn't understand at this point i'm like does she think that she's that sailor's a witch i i was just like what and I, I was so stupid, like I, I just couldn't connect the dots. And that's good writing for me, at least. Is if I, if I'm still like, I don't know why she hit her. I don't. And I, I didn't get until she stood up and explained. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> you know. So uh, yeah, I'm I... gonna take back what I said. I forgot that she hit her. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute, <laughs> no, scratch she that out. She is, and she shot him. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, man. Yeah. So what's what's your what's your panel? And she uh, hit that poor witch in the road. <laughs> Okay, I I did two. I know that's cheating, but uh, first is uh, that's I picked whole pages yeah. before. It's well, oh, God, why do we have rules, guys? <laughs> if we're not going to follow them, it's you know, that first uh, no. when the when the mom is. Yeah. It's in that first scene. The mom's in the tree, 
and she's asked her son for help, and he pops her in the head right. with a rock. Well, that there's a when she says to Tim, and she, you can almost see on her face that she's like brokenhearted. Right, right. Because her son just popped her. Well, in the after face. and after that panel, you you see you're like, oh, yeah. I'm hooked. I'm in. Yeah, I'm you're, in. You're done. You would read three bad issues after this because oh, yeah. that mm-hmm. that moment that they bought they bought so much credibility with those couple panels, especially that one you're talking about, yeah. that you would forgive. That's why this is one of the only books that I put on here that I probably could read in single issues that we've read so far yeah, because absolutely. there is that buy-in moment at the beginning. Yeah, and like I and and I think I mentioned earlier, then when he comes in and she says, "But tell me one thing, who's sailor?" Right, like that was the extra hook, because yeah, it was in that big page. Like, and I like the colors in that one too. Those yeah, and it's so it's good. bright and it's just it's a little different from the from the page before it that's so dark and grim. Yeah, the flowers on there, mm-hmm. and so yeah, she's in perfect bliss, or yeah. at least pretending to be. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know what? You stole my thunder, Eric, and you took uh, my page because mine, my panel was pledged as pledged. Pledged as pledged. That was my panel because that, like, the same thing. That one right there got me to go. Yep, that's that's it. This is creepy. Is all get out, and I am along for whatever ride is going to happen. Right? I think if I were going to choose something different, and as I was flipping through it, I was trying to find something. I think there's the scene uh, when. Uh, so you, we were just talking about Sailor and the and the girl, uh, mm-hmm. and you see her like uh, you hear the sounds coming when she gets pulled into the tree. That's there's, terrifying. There's a panel where she's folded in half, mm-hmm. uh, and there's no page numbers on here because Image doesn't want to number their pages, and so she gets folded in half and sucked into the tree, and that would like it's creepy in print. So I cannot imagine what that will look like on screen if this gets if this gets actually the made. Empty hollow tree hole. The, yeah. the tree has gone up through all the panels, like the yeah. the whole tree, and you're like just left with that. Johnny yeah. Depp and Nightmare of Elm Street. Yeah, yeah. The, sucked the, into the, 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 the yeah into the bed. And, and, and I, I, I think that that's probably that's probably one of the my other favorite okay. panels is to kind of see her getting sucked in there. So. Uh, we love witches. I we, think, that's, I think that's we very love. Clear. I think we love. All right, witches. so I feel like I have in my hands a book that I really enjoy, and I feel like I have a lot of value in my hands. That I that this is a book that's probably going to get a lot of wear and tear. Who do I give this book to? I think you give it to someone, uh, someone who likes scary stories. So you have a friend. So we always talk about this is comic exposure. When I expose people to comics who don't normally read them, I think you give it to someone who likes scary stories. Uh, who may not read comic books, who kind of throws comic books aside and mm-hmm. I can't be scary. Because I'm gonna, we read Lock and Key and it's a horror comic, but I wasn't scared. Well, I think it's a horror comic also like slash like Narnia-esque. It's, yeah. It's like a, it's like a, it's a mix of fantasy and, um, yeah. Uh, this is legit horror. I, I would say if somebody came into work and said, I saw the paranormal, paranormal activity, 85 last night <laughs> and it was pretty good this is you know what read I want you this. to read this you'll, the, you'll, this will this will make you right or like American Horror Story yeah, yeah. I think yeah. American yeah. Horror Story yeah. would be a good yeah. one or Goosebump books <laughs> <laughs> well, think, hey do you like Goosebumps <laughs> when, what you do is you, you when, once the the trailer drops for this 
you find your friend. You said, dude, if you see the trailer for that, and you give them this book, right. and you go, now you're cooler than everybody else because yeah. you like you got the actual experience firsthand. It is. Um, this is something I'm going to hand out to people. It it really is. It's something that I'm gonna I'm gonna give to somebody for sure to read. Definitely, the next person who tells me they saw a horror movie is yeah. getting this in their hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if, and if you just listen to the podcast and you just listen, and then you like forget, and then you go and buy things. Nine ninety nine. Totally worth it. Yeah. I would have it's worth I, three times as much as you that. You can get it on you can get it on Amazon for less than nine ninety nine. If you're an Amazon person, I'm actually thinking about go, I'm thinking about going and buying these in single issues just to have them because I think one, uh, it, I think the art is amazing, and I want to I want to I want to support that as much as I can. Um, so you know, two fifty three fifty there isn't that bad. Two, I think if done right, this movie is going to be really awesome. It'd be cool to have the first. What five? These five issues? Six, is six, six issues. Yeah. yeah. So I think I might just go on Amazon and try to like just you know spend the eighteen bucks it would be and get them in single issues, just bag and board them. I'm gonna tell you that first so. issue is gonna be pricey. You think so? It's gonna be more than a, it's gonna be more than than cover price. I don't know what oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet you're right. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah. be more than cover. Price, the first so. printing of these probably sold out pretty quick. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It will image. Image prints a little more than they used to. Um, Especially with Scott Snyder books. But they had the problem before where they were just not printing enough. They were having like, oh, we've got to do our fourth printing of this. Well, if you're listening to this, don't go buy it. Before <laughs> I do. Save it, save it for Travis. Uh, so, everybody you'd recommend it to somebody, right? Yeah, I, there's there's really no one I wouldn't recommend it to because I think it gives you the type of scares that everyone wants and will be okay with. It's not gory. No, it's not gory. sexual. It's that it's that scares you got when you're 12-year-old when you watch that movie, Witches. Remember when you're a kid and you watch <laughs> Witches, that movie, yeah. and those things, you're like, oh, it gives you those kind of scares. Yeah. All right, so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for uh, hanging out with us, listening to the podcast. Eric, thank you for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. I hope uh, we'll have you back on again, I'm sure, to read something else. Maybe we'll read Batman. We'll probably read something else Scott Snyder does, because the man... This is our second Scott Snyder. This is our second it's not yeah. Scott Snyder. It's not. It's not I want to read, uh, read Wake. I heard that one was good. I heard yeah. that one was good. In fact, I might have the first issue somewhere and never read it. That's a possibility. Oh, I think I have it digital. I have it digital. Okay. Um, so, uh, thanks for tuning in the podcast, guys. Remember, you can find Comic Exposure on the internet, www.comicexposure.com, on Facebook, facebook.com slash comic exposure, and then the place where all of the good stuff happens on Twitter, uh, at comic exposure. Uh, I tweet lots of stuff. I tweet what's com- what I'm picking up, uh, new comic books for the week. Uh, it's new comic book today. We record this on Wednesday. So I uh, picked up my books today. So you can go interact with us on there. Uh, that's always cool. We like that. If you listen to this on iTunes, do us a favor and uh, give us a sweet review. Give us some stars on there, uh, more than one preferably. And then uh, that ranks us a little higher. People find us and, and they get to hear about comic exposure. Uh, share it with your grandma. Share it with your neighbors. Uh, and awesome sauce, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. And we'll see you next trade, which is up in the air. I'm not sure exactly what we're doing yet. We'll put it online. Yeah.